You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Bemba. What is going on, FA Nation? John Pemby here with Howard Bender once again, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS podcast here for Week Seven. And Howard, it's a little bit of a different week this week for DFS if you're playing on DraftKings, as they included the 8 p.m. game due to the schedule shifting there uh, with the Raiders and Bucks moving up to four o'clock, the Seattle and Cardinals game moving down to eight o'clock. So we have a Full day, main slate, 12 games here on DraftKings. FanDuel, they said, eh, and they kept it uh, without the 8 o'clock game. But uh, it's a change up the strategy maybe a little bit for you this week? Um, You know, you you try not to. But, I mean, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, with late swap and, uh, I mean, well, FanDuel is, um, FanDuel is using the, uh, the, the, aren't they using the other game? Wait, which game is FanDuel using, right? I'm sorry. I'm like hold up. I thought that they had they had left out the They Nets. left out the Tampa Vegas game, right? I thought that's what it was. Carolina New Orleans. Yeah, they left it out. They just kept in the Seattle game. Right. So so they kept it in, but they moved the time. That's what it was. Okay. So they just got rid of the the Vegas Tampa game, but we still have the eight PM game there. But that's part of the slate then. That's part of the main slate. It is, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that they had removed it. That was my fault because I saw that they took out a game. I thought that was the game that they took out. My, my <laughs> So the strategy is the same. Then we have an eight o'clock game that we have to worry about. You and I always talk about late night hammers. You're talking about late swap even, which makes even more sense because now this is the only game that's on the table. Uh, you know, so strategy wise, I think it could be interesting uh, how some lineups get built this week. Yeah, it definitely is. We'd love having that late game hammer. We'd like taking a, you know, uh, just being able to just, I mean, it's, it's even just a piece. It doesn't have to be some overwhelming amount, but the way these games are set up right now and that late night game is, uh, you know, I mean, it's not late night, but Seattle, Arizona, there's a, there's a lot to love in that game for DFS. At 56 point over under. So we'll definitely be touching on uh, players uh, that we're going to be looking to target there. Why don't we just start it off right there? How we'll go to the quarterback position. Cause at the top, you have Russell Wilson now, $8,000 over on DraftKings. He has that now 8 o'clock game, the hammer game uh, there against a Cardinals defense, which isn't very good. They're without uh, Chandler Jones, their top pass rusher. Uh, Patrick Peterson, as we talked about, isn't necessarily the same shutdown corner uh, that he used to be. So are you spending up for Russell Wilson this week as your top play? I mean, if I'm building multiple lineups, sure. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go with Russell Wilson? Uh, but you know, I mean, eight eight K on DraftKings. I don't even know how much is he on uh, on eighty seven hundred dollars on yeah, FanDuel. See, uh, I mean, third just, highest price QB though. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, both higher than him. Um, right, Josh Allen and Mahomes higher on on FanDuel, but on DraftKings they're like right behind him. Either right. way, uh, either way, I, you know, I just I think I, I like more quarterbacks at lower price tiers that I don't feel the ne- the necessity to pay up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously Wilson has been playing out of his mind for uh, all season long. 19 touchdowns already on the year through five games. Uh, it's a pretty impressive number there. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, you like guys that are a little bit cheaper. Uh, who are some of those that you are targeting? Uh, you know, you 
you got to look at Deshaun Watson, obviously, for for what he brings to the table. Um, his ability to to bounce back. It's a tougher defense with Green Bay, but he still can take over a game. So I like him. I like Matt Ryan, obviously, going up against Detroit. That's a, a, a nice one. Uh, Justin Herbert, 6,400 on DraftKings, going up against uh, the Jaguars. I think that's a, a really nice, solid play as well. Yeah, I like Herbert coming out of the bye. Uh, Keenan Allen should be good to go here. Uh, as well, he had left the last game with back spasms, but uh, out of the bye, all good. We know he likes to target them, and Jacksonville uh, is definitely a nice team to target. Uh, value-wise here, any thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater? Only $5,800 returning to New Orleans. I mean, yeah. See, like, here's the thing, and, you know, and I think this is something to, to explain to people as well. I'm not saying Russell Wilson is a bad play and I wouldn't be interested in doing it. It's the same thing with Pat Mahomes or even Kyler Murray going up against Seattle. You know, when you think about how bad Seattle's secondary is, it's just a matter of like what you're really going to be able to afford um, if you want to, you know, grab better plays. I'm thinking like in advance, knowing which running backs I like, knowing which wide receivers I like. So by no means are we saying that these guys are bad plays. It's just a matter of really, you know, where are you favoring for, you know, your, your, yeah, it's, it's definitely about the best bang for your buck. Yeah, it's about identifying the correct value over the other positions when obviously you're identifying one spot to pay up. So, I mean, if we think Russell Wilson against Arizona can get out for five touchdowns, we're going to want to prioritize, you know, him being there. But if we think there's not really much of a difference between Wilson Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, like you mentioned, then of course it makes sense to spend down. Um, you know, Matt Stafford against Atlanta could be a nice favorable spot for him as well. Um, you know, in that mid six K range. Um, you know, value wise, guys, like I said though, you know, you do have Bridgewater, the Saints. Uh, past defense has not been good this year. Marshall Lattimore uh, has to be hurt, or or something's going on with him not mm-hmm. playing the same as he had in, in years past as a shutdown. Uh, corner. We know Bridgewater has been able to throw the ball deep at times. You can't really run against the Saints, um, you know, so maybe Bridgewater can get it done through the air. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible if I was looking in, a, you know, for a, a GPP, an alternate lineup. Yeah, I, I I think it's, it's you know, if you're a multiple lineup person, then yeah, I don't see the, the problem with it. If you're like doing one GPP lineup, though, I don't, you know, again, I don't think Bridgewater is really, you know, th- that guy. All right. So I'll say a name just to get it out of the way. Kyle Allen. Thoughts? No. no. All right. Good. We'll move on. I mean, where because where where is he going to go with the ball? I mean, we want to see Antonio Gibson get the work. We know he's going to check down to McKissick. Well, Logan um, Thomas finally got in the end zone last week, and we right. Okay, so Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin. I mean, are you really? Do you really want to put the eggs into the Kyle Allen basket? I mean, he just, you know, it's what's he done good. for you? It's not good. This is Dallas, though. So. Doesn't that sort of throw some conventional thinking out the window? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could think that. I just, I just don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use him. He's not. I'm not interested. Yeah, that's listen again. He's a, a like you mentioned, multi lineups. If you're making twenty, Kyle Allen's maybe in one, right? Like he's not your main. He's definitely not your cash game, and he's not going to be your main guy. So, uh, but I think you know because of the matchup, people could tend to gravitate towards there, especially if they want to spend up at some of these other positions, like the running back position. We have Alvin Kamara, $7,900 on DraftKings against Carolina. Uh, We know Carolina struggles to stop uh, the run game this season. And if Michael Thomas doesn't play, it puts Kamara back into that position to maybe see double-digit targets. 
Sure, absolutely. Kamara's is great if you want to pay up. Um, there, there's no reason he's never out of the game script. Like that's the thing. He's never out of the game flow. Uh, for for them, it's you know the only thing that you as a Camara owner hate is to see Taysom Hill come into the game. Yeah, that or the Latavius Murray two touchdown game against Detroit was also <laughs> yeah that was also that was quite annoying. Uh, so Camara is definitely worth paying up, but you know what? For seven hundred dollars cheaper, how about Aaron Jones going up against Houston, who just literally cannot stop the run? Yeah, that's true. There, I mean we. See Derrick Henry above, right? Like Derrick Henry just tore them apart uh, all game and then into overtime. Uh, Jones even more valuable in the team's passing attack. Coming off a tough game against Tampa, much easier opponent here at 7,200. Uh, you did skip over Derrick Henry, so I just want to ask you about him because the matchup isn't great against Pittsburgh. Really strong run defense there. Uh, there is no Devin Bush, and we as I keep on talking about before, you know, Pittsburgh's defense on the road is different than how they play for whatever reason uh, at home. And we're getting into the time of year where Derrick Henry just runs over everybody like it doesn't even matter. Um, would you have any exposure to him in a tough matchup? Um, I mean, if I was, you know, again, if I was setting up like 20 lineups, I would have some shares of, of Derrick Henry in there. But, yeah, it's not a great matchup. And we're not quite at that point where, you know, it's like when the calendar flips to November. That's that's when you want Derrick Henry in your lineup. So, you know, I'll I'll pass on it this time only because again, I prefer, you know, I'll pay down for Aaron Jones and if I'm going to go up 7500, you know, for Derrick Henry, I might as well just go the extra 400 on top of that and just go Kamara. Fair enough. Uh in week 2, we saw Cleveland run all over Cincinnati, then of course they had Nick Chubb available to them, but Cream Hunt also totaled 86 yards and a score on 10 carries. Uh, Chubb now the featured back there, $6,800, same matchup against Cincy. Uh, how are you feeling about him? Um, it's okay. It's all right. I, you know, I, I'm not really worried about the ribs like some people are, but, I mean, I, I like them, you know, in seasonal more than I like them in DFS. I just, you know, I'm not a fan of the price tag. Again, for 400 more, I'll go to Aaron Jones. And then... um. You know, or I'll just I'll look to pay down, and I'll pay down to uh to to my next favorite running back. And is that next favorite running back also Jones? Oh, how funny! It's like you're inside my head. Because I mean, Ronald Jones, three straight gains of a hundred yards. Uh, Bruce Harris has said the whole time this is his backfield. London Fournette's cryptic tweeting about you know believing in yourself and others don't believe in you. Yada yada yada. So. Uh, clearly, things aren't going his way in Tampa either. Uh, Ronaldo's not even really getting a price bump either. I mean, $6,000 last week, third straight game over 100 yards. There's only $200 more against a Raiders team that doesn't stop the run either. Yeah, listen, um, you're not going to talk me out of Ronald Jones. <laughs> you won't talk me out of him. I, uh, I definitely I dig it. Um, he is, he is, like, I would just, I would happily pay down from uh, from having to deal with Kareem Hunt and go with Ronald Jones. So, you know, I mean, again, where I like to live at running back right now is I'll pay up for one and down for another. So, you know, Aaron Jones, and then you look look further down, you can go Ronald Jones. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's tough to afford the two of them together in a lineup uh, unless you find some really nice bargains at, at wide receiver and tight end. Um, 
you know, so I think maybe, you know, even though as much as I love Ronald Jones, we have to look further down. All right. Who are, who are we looking at further down? I mean, we obviously have Devin Singletary up against your Jets. Uh, you called the Jets the slump busters all all week. Is he? Are they going to be a slump buster for Devin Singletary? You know, I just I I, I won't go to. Uh, you know, it's it's very funny that you bring that up first, because um, you know if we once we go down into the cheaper ones and we start talking about the Chargers, it gets like crazy like this too. Yeah. But it's Devin Singletary, and now Zach Moss is back. He played. You know, he was back last week. He wasn't utilized very much, but he was back. The The problem is, is that they just don't run the ball like they should in Buffalo. Like, they just don't do it. And Singletary and, and Moss are going to split the shares. And so, you know, if there's one thing that the Jets do well, um, it, it, it is defend the run a little bit. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than, than the way they are get at the pass. I just I hate Buffalo and their usage of the ground game, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll avoid Singletary. Uh, last week's dartboard darling DeAndre Swift finally got it going uh, against Jacksonville, but still only saw like thirty five percent of the snaps. Uh, now he's here against Atlanta. Are we going to try to chase the points with DeAndre Swift? Um, I kind of don't want to. I can understand it happening, um, but. It really doesn't, you know, really doesn't do much for me. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like that's, I feel like that's point chasing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Listen, that's the definition of point chasing. Got a guy coming off a career year and you're paying up for him now uh, than what he was the game before. Uh, seeing if we can get a repeat performance. Uh, all right. You mentioned the Chargers backfield a couple of picks ago. Uh, we have Kelly. We have Jackson. Kelly's priced up at 51. Jackson's at 49. This is the Jacksonville defense that had just a lot of big games uh to teams prior there uh you know like you mentioned already swift had that huge game uh jackson popping up on the injury list this week as well with a minor knee ailment coming out of the bye you've kind of liked kelly i feel like this week over jackson are you still going that direction um yes i i kind of am i i really i i do think that's the uh that that's what they want to do or that's what they should do maybe not that what they want to do but what they they should be doing. I, I think that that's, you know, why it tilts me towards Kelly. It's like what we saw with Swift. You're coming off the bye. You got a, a, a fairly even, you know, even matchup and boom. So, so, you know, or an easy matchup, I mean. So why not see what this kid is capable of doing? And I feel like we, we can look at that with, uh, with Kelly also, especially with Justin Jackson showing up late on the injury report. Right. Uh, and the last backfield that I'll uh, touch upon here is uh, the Washington football team. Uh, I feel like we've been split, you and I, on this situation between uh, Gibson and then what you've dubbed McKissick. Uh, this is a PPR format, though. McKissick did uh, actually, I think, have more carries or similar number of carries. And now three straight games with at least six catches and at least six targets. Uh, thoughts here on the football team? I, I mean, I, I would give anything for them to give the ball to to Antonio Gibson. I really would. I think they need to do that. I think, you know, we're at that point right now where a lot of these rookie running backs really, they need the shot. I mean, nobody is, you know, sitting there on a team that that's such a, you know, that, that's such a lock for, for winning it all that, you know, you don't want to like ruin the chemistry 
by giving these guys a shot. And I think giving a guy like Antonio Gibson a shot, you know, giving a guy like Josh Kelly a shot, the same way they did it with, with DeAndre Swift last week, I feel like you need to do that. I can't trust that Ron Rivera is going to do that, though, because he is such a big fan of, of McKissick, and, and he likes the way, you know, the, the checkdowns work there. And, and I, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Scott Turner is is coming from a place where he, you know, it, check downs to McCaffrey, check downs to McCaffrey, check downs to McCaffrey. Uh, and it was just, it was so easy. So if you've got a guy like McKissick who, you know, catches passes like that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of a thing. And that, that kind of bums me out a little bit. Is Kenyon Drake at $4,800 a trap? Oh, it's a total trap. It's a total trap. I mean, I don't understand how he's priced down that far. Like, I think he's actually lower than he was last week. So he's actually the same as he was last week. But that speaks to the fact that he's coming off a game where he had 160 yards, two scores. But he's also found the end zone now in back-to-back games. He scored against the Jets when he was $5,700. Again, a high game total here. I know Seattle's run defense, I guess, is, you know, if you look at the, the, you know, DVP rankings here, has been okay, but... Seems low for a game we're expecting a lot of points to be scored on both sides. It yes, it does. Yes, it does. I I don't I don't understand it. I mean, where's Edmonds is a hundred dollars more than him, which right. just, which cracks me up. Unless I mean, they're just they're assuming that the game flow for this is that Arizona is going to be throwing a lot of passes, and that favors Edmonds over uh, Kenyon Drake. I mean, not by a lot, but enough. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Uh, just if there's an injury concern, we all know Gio Bernard's the pivot to, for Mixon. Bernard's $4,500. Would you have uh, – where, where would a starting Bernard if Mixon's outrank for you uh, on your, like, running back board? Wait, 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 where am I ranking Gio Bernard? Yeah, like how much exposure would you – or how highly of Gio Bernard do you think if he was the start? Um, I mean, if Mixon is out, I, I do. I, I like Bernard. Um, I would, if Mixon is out, I like Bernard would be that, that fantastic pay down at running back where it could almost be a free square. Like Cleveland does a good job against the run and they have a lot of speed for their outside rushers, but you know, they keep Bernard active in the passing game as well. Uh, and I just, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, you know, catch up mode there. And you could see because you've got such good pass rushers in Miles Garrett, and uh, and if he plays Olivier Vernon, that you could end up with a ton of checkdowns. Yeah, a ton of checkdowns. Yeah, I, I always worry about like those backup running backs that all of a sudden start, you know, and you're like, oh man, like this is the chalk week, and then they don't come through. Uh, but I think like Bernard could be a pretty popular cash game guy if Mixon ends up sitting out, just because like you said, he's so cheap. If Mixon's sitting out. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at it. You could you could actually pay up for Russell Wilson and Aaron Jones. Right. And right? Gibbs, go Bernard. Right. I got Kamara and Bernard as my uh, as my two guys in the uh, – my two running backs and enough money for Aaron Jones to be my flex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably a uh, fact. So we'll have to pay attention to that. Mixon hasn't practiced the uh, last two days. Uh, wide receiver position here, Howard. Uh, again, this is where – uh, I think a lot of the spend-ups we could end up seeing here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice due to an ankle injury. 
Uh, $8,200, this would be a fantastic spot for him, obviously, in that game against Seattle, allowing the most fantasy points uh, to receivers. But then if you look, there's a bunch of questionables about the top group here. Both Julio and Ridley, for whatever reason, have Q tags next to their names as limited participants. Michael Thomas hurt his hamstring, uh, didn't practice there, and then obviously Hopkins. So, uh, you know, where are you looking to spend up that receiver this week? Um, I am probably looking to, well, <sighs> I, I mean, I still like Ridley. I don't think there's anything wrong with Ridley. I mean, I know, I know that he's, he's got the questionable tag, uh, limited participant on Thursday, but uh, to me, you know, it's, they're saying it's like an elbow injury for yeah, him. I feel better with it being an elbow and not a leg. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I love that. Obviously, Ridley, Metcalf, uh, definitely both in play for me. Um, like, I'll spend down. I'll pay down from, from Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pay down from him to get Ridley and Metcalf in, into my lineups there. So, I mean, those are probably the, the, the higher-end guys who I would do. Okay. Uh, Kenny Galladay in the mid-6Ks against Atlanta. I think we like that matchup a lot. Um, and then, again, another you know, group of questionables here. Um, I like Keenan Allen at 6,200 though. Like I said, they feel like they said the back is not really an issue though. It remains limited, but Jacksonville here, I think is a, is a really good matchup for Allen coming out of the bye. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a very nice matchup for him uh, coming out of the bye. I, uh, I, dig, I definitely dig it. Um, who was I just looking at? You went all the way down to 6,200 for Allen. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the middle tier, like Stefan Diggs at 7K. Like, he's probably in the mix with the rest of the top tier, in my opinion, against the Jets. And, you know, he's the top target there. He keeps on finding the end zone. Um, I think he's fine. I mentioned Galladay that I like. uh, Tyler Lockett uh, is $600 cheaper than Metcalf. If you were going to stack that late game, you'd probably go in that direction, um, I would think. And then, like I said, yeah, Kyle Allen's at 60. I mean, Keenan Allen. Is at sixty two hundred. After that, uh, it was probably where my vision was going. You didn't say. Did you say Galladay? Did I just not hear I that? Did, I did. I said Galladay at sixty seven against Atlanta. They got it. They priced him up a little bit. He was six K and sixty two hundred the previous two weeks. Um, but again, it's Atlanta, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, don't play Kenny Galladay. I love the spot for him. Right. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Good. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. No problem. Um, all right. So. So so I'll I'll go yeah, all right we'll work down from uh from Allen then everybody's questionable it's so fun right isn't that what's crazy is that everybody's got a questionable tag on there everybody's got a question mark uh Robbie Anderson against the Saints that's obviously an interesting one although how do you not love Terry McLaurin going up against Dallas right that's well that's why I was asking you about Kyle Allen earlier like you think no. Just because I like Terry McLaurin doesn't mean that Kyle Allen is going to be the be-all, end-all. Well, no. They didn't let let me finish. Ah, You just keep bringing up Kyle Allen. I I know. It's triggering you. It's triggering you. I get it. It's my fault. It's my fault. We need a safe (laughs) word for Kyle Allen. We'll change it to something different so I don't send you off the rails when I mention it. But the idea behind Allen was simply how bad that Dallas defense was because I do like McLaurin as well with you. Uh, It's a great call. Okay, great. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you chasing Chase Claypool again? Um, no. 
I, I agree with you, Dan. Deontay is expected to be back. I'm curious exactly what Claypool's uh, role will be uh, in the offense with a healthy Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I would like to see what that actually looks like. That's uh, definitely an interesting thing. I'm not going to chase it. Um, what about, uh, you know what, let me, you know, we I said Robbie Anderson, then we skipped automatically to uh, to McLaurin. What do you think of the, uh, you, you were saying you were talking about Teddy Bridgewater, um, Anderson or DJ Moore? I mean, Moore is finally picking it up of late. Now, it's come on the, on the heels of some big plays, but I would... More does more line up in the slot probably right? Is more their slot guy or is he on the outside? Um, they kind or of move C- around. Samuel is probably their Samuel. Slot. Samuel does the uh, the majority of the slot. I'm trying to think who would end up getting Lattimore, even though uh, again we've talked about how they've given up a lot of yards. Anyways, it uh, it could be a salary play. I mean, listen, there's four hundred dollar difference between the two. I would rather Robbie Anderson and GPPs. I think just his boom potential. Being that big downfield receiver, knowing that him and Bridgewater have connected now three games where he's had at least uh, 100 yards receiving. One of them he had 99, so really four games of the six. He's almost eclipsed 100 yards. So um, I would pay up for Robbie Anderson, but if I needed the $400 for whatever reason, I'm okay with DJ Moore. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. All right. Um, All right. Let's keep moving down then. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Priced right next to each other there. Um, I tend to to like Tyler Boyd and coming out of the slot uh, against Cleveland a little bit more than the outside. But if you think Denzel Ward is going to be sitting there on uh, on AJ Green, who I know we'll get to later, he's criminally underpriced for you, John. I'm sure you're you're <laughs> like salivating. We'll you're like, how could I not get? What what is he like? Is he under 4K yet? No, he's close though. Yeah. Where is well, he? You still have to scroll a while. 4,300. 4, He's 4,300. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. In between, you know, oh, here's a guy who gets crazy good volume. He does get crazy good volume. 11 targets last game. <laughs> uh, anyway. So why is he 4,300? Is that a trap? I don't know if it's a trap because I feel like a lot of the consensus around uh, AJ Green is how you feel. And I am just like a, a slave to the, you know, numbers here. And, and while you could point out that he had one target against Baltimore, Baltimore is an elite defense. I mean, I think it's banged up a little bit there. I, you know, the nine targets, the 13 targets, 11 targets. I mean, he's got, you know, that, that that's really good volume for a guy that, you know, is so cheap. So uh, I'm going to give him the numbers. Let me see what his snap counts was last week. That will, that will really decide it for me here. Give me a, give me a second. If I had a pick, though, of the two between Higgins – and Boyd, I'd probably agree with you if you think Ward's going to be on Higgins. I would go in that direction. I mean, he played 79% of the snaps out. He played the most snaps of the season for him last game. So, yeah. I mean, maybe he threw a fit. Maybe he talked his way into it. You know, when you ever saw him on the sidelines being like, trade me then or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's hard to ignore 11 targets. I'm just saying that. You know, that's just that's just the facts. I can't, you know, make that number be any less. So if a guy's gonna get get eleven looks, I'm gonna I'm gonna want him. That's just how it is. It's just how it is. Yep, can't I'm slave to it. Targets and volume, that yeah, those things matter to me. So, um, but I would take Boyd out of the slot here, as we mentioned, because you know Denzel Ward, 
uh, is a good cornerback. He's not like an elite, elite play, but he's, you know, a really solid quarterback. So if we think Higgins is going to be the guy that they stick him on, then you're going to want to go Boyd. Um, you know, there's no way to obviously know until the game starts. So maybe spread a little bit of exposure if you're in multiple lineups uh, this week. Get, get a little Boyd, get a little Higgins. One of them, I think, will go off here. Uh, what do they do? Actually, we should have this data already. Who who did Ward defend in week two, right? Would we would we be able to know that? I mean, I guess that would be uh, an interesting. Uh, I don't think Cleveland defended anybody last week. Well, I meant in week two when they played Cincinnati. Do we know? Who oh, week Ward? two. Um, no, I didn't. I actually I didn't look and and see that. Yeah, well, I just thought of it now. So that'll be something to look into. Uh, we do have the cornerback matchup report that uh, that Ryan Hallam does. Uh, we can see, uh, you know, go back and check that out. And we can also take a look uh, and find out who maybe the, the primary coverage was there. Because uh, Higgins was active for that game. And obviously Green uh, had his 13 targets in that one. So um, could, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, below Higgins and Boyd, Brandon Cooks was getting a lot of love from Jen Piacenti uh, in her bargains video. Uh, back-to-back games of finding the end zone for him. Are you interested in Cooks here? Yeah, I mean, especially if you if you think about the fact that Jair Alexander could be uh, spending a lot of time covering uh, Will Fuller, or at least trying to cover Will Fuller, uh, it should open things up a little bit more for uh, for Cooks, uh, possibly even Cobb if you wanted to pay down even further there. Uh, but yeah, Cooks at fifty two hundred uh, seems like a like a solid play. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, do you have any case of the Beasles this week? <laughs> it's always it's always a very mild case of the Beasles. Brown did um, not I mean, practice. So. I, how much are they going to have to throw against the Jets? Maybe just enough, you know. <laughs> maybe just enough, just <laughs> enough to get Cole Beasley a touchdown. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bank on that. What about Christian Kirk, uh, who was the darling last week? And if uh, if you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's Apparently spatting with his boyfriend, Kyler Murray, uh, and he's banged up right now. Well, then the question is, is does Christian Kirk become a play for you at 4,900? If DeAndre Hopkins misses this game, Christian Kirk could be like one of the highest owned receivers on in DFS this week. Um, that being said, he's probably going to be relatively high owned in, in GPPs. You know, anyways, I would say he, he could venture between, you know, 8 to 12% ownership. Um you know, he is a guy that went healthy, stretches the field, high-scoring game. Seattle doesn't cover, uh, stop the pass very well. So uh, I like Kirk a lot at 4900 I think that price is actually uh, is actually pretty crazy to see him that low uh, coming off a game that he did there. Um, trying to think as we go a little bit lower, because, I mean, some of these guys are really priced, uh, you know, pretty cheap. What are your? I mean, Fancy like, said this Mike, was Mike Williams. Did you, Mike, did you overlook yeah, so, Mike so, Williams? So I like Mike Williams a lot, actually. Um, Forty-seven hundred. My problem was that he didn't really start going off until Allen was out in that game against New Orleans. So it's like true, 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 true. You know, is Keenan Allen? Is Josh Herbert just so focused on getting the ball to one guy, or? You know, did he finally like realize that Mike Williams downfield is a good idea, right? <laughs> because I mean, I think they should be targeting Mike Williams more often than the throwing to the tight end. I mean, especially with Herbert's arm, uh, you know, get behind that defense. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Mike Williams. Uh, if you're building maybe a couple stacks, getting getting him and Herbert together. Yeah, I like it. 
I like it a lot. Um, down further, I mean, yeah, all right. So you're at the the Lavisca Chenault range. So Deontay Johnson's forty two hundred. That was the other guy I wanted to talk to. Ah, about. you're already you're already down there. You, you just bypass everybody there and go to Deontay Johnson at forty two. Well, I mean, he's better than anybody else you're just gonna ask me about. I mean, Hardman is only worth playing if. Oh, I wasn't even going. I wasn't even. Yeah, looking yeah. He's only worth. Well, I just want to say this for people who are listening because I said this last week as well. You know, if you look at think about handcuffing running backs, Hardman is technically the handcuff to Tyree Kill. They play the same type of position. They're they're the same type of similar player. And Demarcus Robinson was the guy that was supposed to, was going to play for Sammy Watkins. So a lot of people were you know kind of wondering what happened with Michael Hardman. And you know the writing should have sort of been on the wall if you had an understanding about how teams use certain players in their offense. So though Sammy Watkins isn't going to play likely again this week, uh, I believe I didn't practice again because the hammy. You know, it's not going to be Hardman. So just don't don't think there's a bounce back opportunity here or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's it's Robinson. If you really wanted to do a dart throw, but even then, I don't know if he's capable of repeating what he did last week. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, all right. So as we go down even further, um, Dontrell Inman will make the dart board. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just that kind of a that kind of a situation there, um, and then even further down, I don't know. I don't think there's a single name uh, below that. I think we've hit rock bottom. You think we, you've hit rock bottom? Well, I'm gonna throw one guy potentially up to you, and again, sort of in the same realm of like, are they gonna need to throw? But if Brown rules ruled out, Gabriel Davis is a guy that steps into his spot. Though when Brown missed the Tennessee game, Davis had nine targets. So. Are they going to have to throw enough with the Jets? Probably not, but $3,600, if Brown isn't playing, Gabriel Davis is the one that fills in his role. Okay. Well well said, John and Pemba. Good. Let's go to the tight end spot here, Howard. Um, all right, let's go to the tight end spot. Uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, um, those are the uh, the three big names, the three pay-ups, three not-so-great uh you know situations uh as far as uh coverage goes i mean kelsey against denver yeah, is perfectly kelsey, fine kelsey's where i would go with the three for sure yeah um all right well kelsey yes uh then i guess we can look down further hawkinson in a great spot against atlanta uh we like that tanyan if he plays uh we like him against houston Hunter Henry against the Jags is a nice situation there. I like um, Hooper. You like Hooper. I do. And, and again, I think it has to do with a little bit of the fact that the receivers, uh, you know, Landry especially, you know, if he's got that broken rib, how's he going to handle playing with that if he, if he even tries to play through it? And it's more about the targets are starting to go up at Hooper. You know, 7, 10, and 6 the last three games. Um, you know, 52 yards against a tough Pittsburgh defense last week, three straight games on DraftKings with over 10 fantasy points. Um, you know, I wasn't high on Hooper before, but I felt like, you know, something probably clicked at some point to start getting him more involved. Um, and I think Cooper at 4K against Cincinnati is an interesting spot. Okay. Dig it. I dig it. Uh, Logan Thomas, you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, found his way into the end zone against Dallas is a, is a nice good solid matchup there um i you know i i honestly i don't think that there are any dirt cheap tight ends uh who i would go for 
Uh, yeah, the only one I would have, and this comes on recommendation from Coop, is Greg Olson. Um, is who? Greg Olson. Oh, yeah. I mean, I he's guess. $3,600. He thinks he's a, worth a dart play uh, this week. Uh, because Olsen doesn't necessarily line up actually as an inline tight end this year. A lot of his snaps have actually come as a receiver or a slot receiver. Uh, and, you know, that could, you know, obviously differentiate this, the numbers of tight ends against Arizona. Uh, he thinks maybe there's a chance he finds the end zone. So, All right. Dig give, it. Away, give away a little coop special here on the tight end. Give it away a little coop special. Let's, uh, let's wrap things up with some defensive talk. Uh, the Bills are obviously going to be highly chalky against the... $4,700, though. That is so I expensive. Know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm I'm starting at the top, and I'm working my way down. I know. Um, but, you know, Bucks D at $3,700. How do you, with the whole offensive line with COVID, or at right. least on the reserve COVID list, I don't know how you don't go with the Bucks D. Yeah, I, I think that's where everybody's on this slate's probably going to go. Uh, especially if come Sunday we find out that really they're missing their entire starting offensive line. I mean, we just saw what this team did to Green Bay, five sacks, two picks. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is going to be snapping and running for his life probably almost immediately. Uh, no time already for these guys to break out into routes. They already have a good D. Uh, so, yeah, $3,700. This is definitely the play. Uh, you know, I don't think you need to get too cute really going anywhere else. Maybe – Maybe the Chargers, uh, again, coming out of a bye, I think, uh, you know, have the potential to, you know, maybe do something there against Jacksonville uh, with Ingram being back. Ingram is a, is a, de- is a defensive difference maker uh, when healthy. So, Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a great spot to be in. I picked them up in, uh, in a lot of seasonal leagues. Like, you know, I love doing that. I love when people, like, drop teams that are on a bye week. Um, you know, I, I did my best in uh, – you know, in seasonal leagues, not to drop the Colts defense because they've actually been really good and they're going to get everybody healthy back afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people dropping the Chargers defense during their bye week. Um, and now, yeah, here, what, 3,400? Is that what yeah. they are? Yeah. Chargers and Bucks D, that's, that's probably where I'm going to live for the most part, unless I want to go with the Browns against the Bengals. Yeah, Browns against the Bengals at at twenty eight hundred dollars is an interesting one, because um, I mean, like I said, Barrow can be turnover, potentially be turnover prone there. Um, I don't think I would go the Browns. I, I don't know. They, I just I don't. They're the Browns. I I just I hate them. They're just not a good. They're the Browns. I know. I know. They've had a couple of good games, but they just they they're unexciting to me. So I don't know. All right. That's probably where right, well, I go. Do you, do you have a cheap? Do you have a cheap uh, defense you want to look at? What, are you going to tell me the Washington football team? Well, yeah, I think everybody should at least give them a consideration the way that Arizona just played against them. I mean, Arizona was not a good defense going into that game, and they were wreaking havoc. Uh, now, again, Zeke fumbled twice. You know, is Washington going to get two fumbles out of Zeke? Probably not, but, uh, you know, Andy Dalton did not look good. And that offensive line is in shambles, so... All right. Well, so there we go. There, I think that's it for me yeah, for me as far it. as my no, choices. I, I, got, I got nothing else here, Howard. You got any any final thoughts while we wrap this one up? Well, I, I built myself a lineup while we All were right, doing well, let's this. Let's hear it then. Yeah, let's hear it. Did you build a lineup, John? Uh, I will. I, I clicked around. I got one going while you're talking about yours. You can say no. That's fine. Yeah, that's uh, Justin Herbert under center for me. 
the Jones boys, Aaron and Ronald at running back, gives me wide receivers of Calvin Ridley, Kenny Galladay, and Mike Williams. Uh, I go late, uh, Logan Thomas is the tight end. Uh, your boy Deontay Johnson in the flex, although there's a lot of mobility around there. And then obviously the Bucks defense. The Bucks defense. All right. I got I got Herbert as well at quarterback. Um, I went Ronald Jones uh, and Kenyon Drake here at my running back spot. Gonna gonna go down. Maybe maybe buy into that trap. I don't really know. Well, I guess we'll have to find out and see how that goes. Uh, at wide receivers, I have Keenan Allen to pair with Herbert, Tyler Lockett to give me some of that comeback late game exposure. Uh, there, AJ Green at forty three hundred dollars. Gross. Uh, at tight end, Travis Kelsey. Uh, for the defense, we're going to run with the Bucks, uh, And then if we're going to take a look at the flex play position here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with... Yeah, why not? We'll go with Brandon Cooks. There we go. Brandon Cooks in there at the flex position. So Herbert, Jones, Drake, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Green, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, and the Bucks defense. It's a little stinky to me. Maybe it's just the AJ Green play. Probably is just the AJ Green play. That's fine. I have to get <laughs> play with. There's guys you can move up and down. I mentioned Deontay Johnson didn't go deep into it, but I mean injuries are the only thing that's keeping him from being a productive receiver. Ten True. plus targets in the first two weeks of the season, uh, and Tennessee has been giving up a lot of points. So if he's healthy, actually healthy, and able to stay healthy during the game, who knows? Who knows? All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys. Uh, obviously, again, we have the live stream on Sunday uh, with Jen and Howard, 11 to 12, live chat uh, from 11 to 1 up until Rosselock answering all your questions. Uh, the watch list is out right now. The playbook and, and dartboard will be out Saturday. We're here for you in chat. Get us on Twitter. All your questions will be answered. And we'll be here to have a successful week seven in DFS. For Howard, John here. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>